Welcome to Spread the Word Now. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of the Lord. The Lord Jesus declares, Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. It is my earnest prayer that as you receive the ever-living word, the brokenhearted will be healed, there'll be liberty to the oppressed, recovery of sight to the spiritually blind, in the name of the Lord Jesus. I pray that the words you hear will not be persuasive words of man's wisdom, but in demonstration of the Spirit and of power, so that your faith will not be in the wisdom of man, but in the power of God. I bring you greetings from Radio Alberta, Canada. My name is Ako Anyadabai, servant of the Lord, saved by grace. Who, we'll, by the help of the Holy Spirit, be looking at the question, how will I be saved, blessed? I pray that the Holy Spirit will grant us the grace to get the blessing that comes from what we're going to hear. If you don't mind, can I? Can we pray? Father, the entrance of your word gives light and understanding to the simple. Grant us, O Lord, a simple heart that will be open to the entrance of your word so that darkness and confusion can be driven away from our lives in Jesus' name. Amen. So, as a starter, the question is, what is blessing? I draw my definition from Collins Dictionary. It says that something good that you're grateful for. So, it also um, gives the word approval and goes on to start a, a prayer asking God to look favorably upon you or someone else. Also, I looked at the opposite of blessing and what I found was condemned, condemned, condemnation. And I looked up the definition of condemn, and it says to declare someone or something to be reprehensible, wrong, or evil, usually after weighing evidence. And goes on to talk about condemnation to be a state where someone or something is clearly very bad and un unacceptable. We'll be drawing our text today from Psalm 1, verses 1 to 6. And um, as we go through, I'm going to um, pick the text one by one and go through them. We'll be examining the contents, the contents of this Bible passage. I pray that the Holy Spirit will breathe life into his word. Looking at um, verses 1 and 2, we can see that there are three important positions that the Bible was talking about there. These three important positions are positions that every human being, myself, yourself, and everyone around us, we regularly face in life. The choices that we make about these positions go a long way in determining if we experience blessings or condemnation. These positions are, one, who are our mentors, who are our advisors, who are our influencers, so which the Bible talks about in verse 1, who we walk with and step with. The second bit is that our companions or our allies. In the same verse 1, it talks about them, who we hang around with. And the, th the third um, position is our dominant interests. What are what our thoughts dwelling regularly on? For depending on when what we choose, we are that them that either benefits or demerits that come with it. 
and it, it puts us into two, either of two categories, either the righteous or the wicked. But the Bible starts with saying that blessed is the man who does not walk. So there is something that one needs to avoid to so, so that the person will be blessed. So if you walk in the path of the wicked, of sinners, the blessing will not come. So that means that you have to walk in the path of the righteous to get that blessing. So it, that means that decisions we make will put us either as righteous or the wicked. And the outcome, either as righteous or wicked, will be is dependent on these decisions. Let's look first at the righteous. The same Psalm 1, from um, the first part of verse 3 says, that will be like trees planted along the river bank. You will never run dry. Going into the Bible, John 7, 37 to 38, Jesus said, if anyone is thirsty, he should come to him, Jesus, and drink. And he went on further to, to say that if we believe in him, that out of us will flow rivers of living waters. The question here is, are you thirsty? Jesus said, come. He will fill you and quench your thirst. Wealth can never quench your thirst. Knowledge can never quench your thirst. Drugs cannot quench your thirst. Alcohol cannot quench your thirst. Sex cannot quench your thirst. That with parties, they will never satisfy. You might get a heat at the beginning, but then when you're coming down, you're basically empty. But when you drink of Christ, if you drink of the water of righteousness, you're going to be so filled that out of you will flow rivers of living waters, as Christ said. Which means that it won't just be you that will benefit, but everybody and society will benefit. In John 4, 30, um, verses 7 to 31, we, could look, uh, we can look at the testimony of the Samaritan lady who Christ met by the well. And this lady... Because of the fact that she was thirsting for different things, possibly love or companionship, she had had five failed marriages and was in her sixth. Jesus offered her the living water, which she accepted instantly, and her life changed for good. And because she saw the benefit, and because of the fact, as Christ said, the rivers of living waters were going to flow out of her, she went to call everybody that she knew in her town. Do you know that that can be you? His living water will flow eternally through you and burst forth like a river. That's super awesome. You just have to come to Christ to reap this benefit. Going on further to the second part of verse 3, the Bible tells us there that the righteous will bear fruit each season. Their leaves will never wither and they will prosper in all they do. And that passage tells us about three further benefits of being righteous, of walking the path of righteous and making decisions of righteousness, which is perpetual fruitfulness, sustained success. That means you'll never wither, and you're going to have an all-round prosperity. So you, then you prosper in all you do, in all you do. In John 15, 4 to 11, Christ told us that he is the vine and we are the branches. Permit me to go a little bit into what this means. That Christ is the main trunk of the tree, and we are the branches of that tree. The main trunk has the, 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 the roots that go into the soil and benefit from the 
riverbank. And if a branch is detached, that branch will wither after some days. And, and, and that's exactly what the Bible was talking about when he said that if we are detached from him, if we don't abide in him, we're, that we're going to wither and will not be any fruit. But if we abide in him, we're going to bear fruits and our fruit will abide. And the fruit that we bear actually glorifies God. So, and the Bible goes on to tell us that, that the, 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 if, if we abide in Christ, that we're going to secure the assurance that God will grant our requests. Is that not awesome? If we go in, um, um, further to um, bring together the blessings that come by um, based on our decision to to the righteous uh, path, I can summarize it by saying that we need to drink of the water that Christ gives. And this water will only get to us if we abide in Christ. It will forever quench our thirst, make us perpetually fruitful, secure our success, and will enjoy all-round prosperity. This water will burst forth in us as rivers of living waters, and others will see it and can drink of it also. That's neat. If we go down to verses 4 to 5, we come to see the outcomes for, the, for those that decide to walk and part with the wicked, with, the, with sinners. Unfortunately, verse 4 tells us that the, the, the wicked are like chaff that will be blown away. Psalm 37 verses 1 to 2 tells us that even if the wicked appears to be succeeding, it is just temporary because it will suddenly wilt and wither. Psalm 1 verse 5 goes on to say there's a judgment coming against the wicked and the Lord will put them away from the righteous. Brethren, folk, I want you to bear in mind that it's all not on just on this earth, that there will be a judgment day. And even if whatever we go through on this earth might not be that, make sense to us, the question that we should always ask ourselves is, where are we going to spend eternity? What is our ultimate destination? There are extra perks to this deal that um, God offers. The Lord watches over the path of the godly. That is exactly the dictionary definition of blessing that we looked at earlier on. Is there any reason why you will not want to enjoy the blessing? But the same verse 6 goes on to say, but the path of the wicked leads to destruction. So you can see that there's nothing of advantage in towing the path of the wicked. It brings us back to this question, how will I be blessed? Folk, we need to be deliberate in choosing the right mentors and those that speak into our lives and influence our decisions. James 3.17 said that godly wisdom is pure. It brings peace and gentleness. It's reasonable, it's sincere and impartial. It's full of mercy and brings abundance of good fruits. Just filled up with advantages. It brings you peace. It comes gently. It delivers mercy and makes you abundantly fruitful. The second bit is align with the right people. Avoid, avoid godless and bad company. 1 Corinthians 15.33 says, Bad company corrupts good morals. 
don't play pranks or don't play games with your company. But, but, but um, there, there is an English saying that says that best of the same feathers flock together. So you're as good as the company you keep. Job 15.34 says that the company of the godless is barren. That means it's fruitless. Proverbs 15.20, I mean, sorry, says, if you walk with the wise, you'll become wise. But if you keep company with the wicked, you'll end up with destruction. So be deliberate in selecting who to keep company with. The third bit of it is the delight in the ways of the Lord and dwell on his word. Proverbs 1.7 says that the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. But fools despite wisdom and instruction. James 1.5 says that the Bible um, says that we should ask of the Lord for wisdom and he will generously give it to us. You find wisdom to succeed in the words of the Lord. Will you want to accept Christ as your Lord and personal Savior today? He will give you life-giving waters and permanently quench your thirst and you will experience eternal blessings. Are you thirsty? Christ is calling you. Come. Are you overwhelmed by situations of life? Christ says, come and he'll give you rest. Like the woman that was by the well in Samaria. There might be lots of things that you might have tried, trying to quench your thirst. But Christ is offering you that life-giving water that that woman got and had to say, the thirst was quenched. Will you want to pray after me? Heavenly Father, I come to you. Please satisfy my thirst. I repent of my old ways. Accept you as Lord and Savior. I want to abide in you. Thank you for restoring me. Folk, if you pray this prayer, I'm delighted for you. I'm excited. And there is celebration going on in heaven now. You've made the right decision. The Lord will glorify his name in your life. I will encourage you to join a Bible-believing church and serve the Lord. Thank you for listening to this message. I pray that the seed of the word of God shall find a good soil in you to bear fruit that will abide. Have a blessed week. Thank you. You've been listening to a message from Spread the Word Global Ministries Red Deer. If you'd like more information, you can contact us at info at spreadthewordglobalministries.org or info at spreadthewordnow.org or through our website at www.spreadthewordglobalministries.org. Our phone number is 587-377-7745. Thank you. Bye for now.